Welcome back to the Heat Check Podcast. I am your host, Chris Patrick. This is episode 26 of the Heat Check Podcast. We're recording this on Saturday, February 24th, 2024. I'm happy to be here. We got a lot to talk about. The Suns are in full swing. We are post-All-Star game, and the there's 25 games left in the season. That's crazy. Diamondbacks have started spring training, and they've, and they've made some moves this offseason. They got Jock Peterson and Randall Gearchuk, and then the Cardinals have some more salary cap space to work with. Also got to figure out what they're going to do in free agency, as well as the draft coming up in a couple months. Plenty to talk about, but before we get into that, I have to introduce these guys here. First, we got the Highness of High Tops, the Sultan of Shoes, and the Conqueror of Kicks, Michael Benjamin. <laughs> what up, what up? How we doing? doing the good, Highness man. of High Tops. The okay, Highness okay, of High yeah, Tops. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. That was the last minute edition, but it had to go first. So the Conqueror of Kicks, man. It's perfect. Nod to the... Babe, I love it, man. Let's get going. Hell yeah. And we can't forget Elon Musk's newest intern, VSP Tallman. Let's go. There he is. Hey, that was probably that was probably my favorite my favorite intro you've done so far. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Well, how's the inter- internship going for you so far? I mean, you're only a couple days into it. I think you had uh started uh Wednesday, Thursday? Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, it oh, Sunday. wow, damn. Yeah, started, started the process, Sunday. got the paperwork going. And yeah, yeah. Got the whole package delivered to your house That's and everything. Right. Yep. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, it's been great. It's been a great experience. Did Elon give you a blue check yet? No, not yet. Uh, no, that's not free. You got to pay for that. It wasn't included with the purchase? Okay, so for anyone who anyone who might be curious why this is so so awesome for Tallman here, he is the brand new owner of a Tesla. Throw Let's the go. picture right here, Chris. Yep. Throw it up. It's we're up. It's get up. One. If you're oh. watching on YouTube, we are filming this once again as we're recording this. This is our second episode doing it. I think it's working out great. So make sure you check us out on YouTube if you're only listening to this back on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever. But Tallman, sorry, the the Tesla ownership is. Uh, are you feeling like you're part of a club now? Is that no, I don't want to go that far. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, it's great. It's been uh, it's it's been fun. It's it's a fun car to drive. You guys are gonna have to try it out. Um, Ooh, he said we get oh, to try it out. Yeah, oh, abso- oh, absolutely. Oh, maybe that's we'll risky, a, man. Maybe we'll put a clip of Michael Benjamin driving the driving <laughs> yeah, the his, Tesla. His, his big ass and barely <laughs> fit the, in the front seat. I'm gonna do the Kiki "Did You Love Me" song. Uh, bring that Why back. Ghost riding it. Just, Ghost ride it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't, it. it doesn't work like. Oh, you that. don't have that's autopilot. No. What do you mean? Well, okay. Because was... you can't. So like, you can't press the gas. The car doesn't coast. But I thought it had like an autopilot thing. It it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I, guess you, I guess you could use that. That's going like saying. going yeah. like four miles per hour. Yeah. The I, car might freak out. That you're getting out it. of the car <laughs> while it's moving. Uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah. Enough. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll we'll make sure we get All that right. done for you, Michael. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, at the end of the day, Tom got a new car. That's all we got to worry about. But plenty to talk about <laughs> as far as Valley Sports goes. I know you're not here to hear us talk about Tallman's new car. So the Phoenix Suns, we'll start off with them right on the top. They had made some moves prior to the All-Star break and the trade deadline in acquiring Royce O'Neal from the New York, or I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets. I almost Ooh. said New Jersey Nets, and then I almost said, said New York, New York Nets. Nets. He had place. Jason Kidd on his mind. I tried That's to reel it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Anyway, we got Royce O'Neal, um, power forward from the Brooklyn Nets, uh, in exchange for, I don't even know who we gave. We gave up some pieces in a big trade. We gave up Utah Wantanabe, Keita Bates-Giop, 
Uh, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Jordan Goodwin and Chemezi Metu in exchange for, of course, Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. Also in the buyout market, we got Thaddeus Young, and that became official just this last week. So Royce O'Neal is the biggest factor in all that, though. He has made a couple appearances and made some nice plays. Mike and I broke down a couple of his plays on Pass the Outlet this last week. Make sure you check that out on YouTube. But Mike, overall, just high level, what do you make of the trade so far? Are you liking it? I'm loving it, man. And obviously, it's a short sample size. Coming back from the All-Star break, we've only seen Royce on the floor for about five games so far. Now, the past two games have been struggles for the Phoenix Suns as a whole. But Royce yeah. O'Neal himself, uh, not too hot last night against the Houston Rockets, 0 for 5 from the field, and then 4 of 12 against the Mavericks, only 2 of 8 from 3. But there's a learning curve when it comes to adding any kind of additional pieces. But like we were talking about on past the outlet, love his size, love his ability to get in those passing lanes. He's what you call and what you take the picture of and put it in the encyclopedia when it comes down to who's a three and D type of guy, right? Like that's what he does. So for the expendable pieces we were able to get rid of, I love the move so far. And obviously we talked about David Roddy. He's not going to sniff the floor unless this team is absolutely careening teams off the floor. And Thaddeus Young, last night, it's it's just so new. It's so brand new. So it's hard to really get a full viewpoint of it. But within the short game, specifically for Royce O'Neal, I love what I've seen so far. Yeah, I think he's assimilating to this group nicely, and it's good that he has that experience playing with Kevin Durant. Obviously, we got from Brooklyn last season. But Tallman, like Mike mentioned, those pieces that we got rid of to acquire him were expendable, not really guys that were going to be in this solid rotation going forward. I know maybe not the biggest sampling size, but do you think that making this move was the right thing to kind of shake it up as we go into this home stretch the last 25 games? Yes, it absolutely was. Um, it's it's hard to really because we have Beal out again, right? So you're you're sitting here and you gotta. So if we can get to the point where we can have O'Neal and uh, Eric Gordon coming off the bench, right? Because right now with Beal out, it's you know we we don't have that. But uh, you, you gotta. They had to make some type of change, right? And adding O'Neal was great. Um, to kind of bolster up some of the defense. Thaddeus Young is going to help too. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but you hope that guy's going to help us with some defense too as well. Um, but it, they had to do something, and the way they pulled it off where they didn't have a lot of, I mean, they didn't have a lot of quality pieces to turn around and make a deal that made sense. So getting rid of those those four guys that were just on one-year contracts that weren't going to be here next year, we know that. Um, they gave up some, what, second-round picks, right, as well, trade swaps. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it was a win-win. And, and you get a good player, and, and Royce O'Neal, who's experienced. He can play defense. He's struggled, like Mike mentioned, from uh, from the three-point line. Um, and it's, it's crazy where he's putting up more shots than Grayson Allen, who, what, Grayson Allen had the best three-point uh, percentage make going into the All-Star break in the NBA, right? Um, so I think Chris Allen only made like three shots in, in that game where you mentioned he went two, two for eight. So it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and then also, I mean, you bring in Royce O'Neal where, I mean, you, he's called three and D for a reason. He, he can play some defense. So what's up with Grayson Allen guarding Luka Doncic? What's, did you guys, do you guys see that in that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I just don't, I mean, no offense to Grayson Allen. It's not like he's a small dude or anything, but you know, you, 
I just I don't, I don't get the matchup there. Well, I really don't. I I like what you bring up with that because there's a difference when it comes down to size mismatches for a player like a Luka Doncic. Like Grayson Allen doesn't give up that much in the height department, but bulkiness and the way that <laughs> Luka yeah. just finds his spacing. If you don't have length on him. Like that's why we always tried to match up Mikhail Bridges with Luka Doncic. It's yeah. it's gonna be a nowhere road, and that's what we continue to see at least from the start of this season with our matchups with the Mavericks. But Luka's a whole different yeah, monster but it's at like, the why, end of the day. Why don't you give Royce Royce a chance? <laughs> I said it. Sorry. He said it. I mean, why don't you stick Royce on on Doncic? I mean, obviously Doncic is a matchup nightmare for any team. It's not just the Suns that are struggling. Luca's been playing out of his yeah, mind and he's had lately. a great he's had a great season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's I I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it up if he wins MVP. Um, but Ooh. you got to see the Mavericks do something though, yeah, right? Because you know the MVP's got to be on a, one of the more winningest teams, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but those last two games, I mean, the Rockets game, the way that one ended, uh, it, was, it was just too close for comfort against a team that should we we should be beating them by 10 points, 15 points going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the Mavericks, I don't know about you guys, but the Mavericks scared me a little bit where that was kind of one of the teams. First, it was the Clippers, where the Clippers have come down a little bit. Um, now I think it's the Mavericks, the one team that, that are scaring me. I'm I am nervous in general for this Suns team because you you bring up a lot of good points there and like the fact that we are dropping these games on this Texas tour to Dallas and to, to Dallas was a bit more tough when with a healthy Doncic and Irving and we don't have Beal but is that going to be really our bugaboo when we don't have Beal when one of these guys is out of lineups like that was one of the selling points is that we have this big three where if one of them's out of the lineup it's not the end of the world but when we're losing two straight, especially to a Rockets team that we shouldn't be losing to. I mean, they did get Fred Van Vliet back. That helps. But they're still not a team that if you're a top, if you consider yourself a top tier team in the West, like I consider the Suns, then then they shouldn't be losing those games at all. I, I mean, I do want to go back, though, a little bit, Mike, and, and hand this over to you. When we're looking at the roster as it's constructed now, we've talked before about kind of following the Nuggets model of their playoff run last year of having a nice tight seven, maybe eight-man rotation. As I see it now and kind of writing it down here, it looks like the Suns have 10 guys that they're kind of having go in and out of the lineup. Do you think that that's sustainable or that they should try and figure out how to narrow that down to those seven or eight guys that we've talked about? I think seven's a little bit too short. Right, because then you're asking your main pieces, who are injury prone, to be playing 43 minutes a night, and I don't think that's kind of stuff is sustainable. That's what happened in the Steve Nash era, right? By the time we got to the Western yeah. Conference Finals, all of these guys through that short seven man rotation had no legs oh, left. Wow. By the time they met up with the San Antonio Spurs, you know, so I think the sweet spot is nine, right? Because you got to get a big man to come in for Yusuf Nurkic. You got to get Eric Gordon on the floor. And then we start talking about, you know, these other pieces that you add. Obviously, Royce O'Neal isn't going to be a starter. That's another one right there. You're already at eight. Who takes up that other spot? I mean, Bull Bull showed out last night for 25 and 14. He was a monster. Is he going to be in the playoff rotation? Probably <laughs> uh, not. Uh, like, probably yeah. not. <laughs> Josh Okogie continues. Exciting. Josh Okogie continues to get lots of minutes, and he is just not a difference maker. I'm sorry. Like, I like Josh, yeah. but he doesn't do any one thing very well. 
and he just continues to make crazy mistakes too. So it's like, yeah, you got to stick to nine. I think if you start stretching anything past that, then you get guys out of rhythm. They're sitting a little bit too long. Yeah. And by the time they come back, if it's been seven, eight minutes, they're cold and they have to get back into the flow of the game. And sometimes it's too late. Right. Oh, well, I, th- I thought you had something to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I, I say it looked yeah, like no, I cut him off for a second. My fault. Uh, well, no, because you mentioned Akogi, where it, it seems like Akogi's kind of a main part of that small ball rotation, right? So when you bit, when you're yeah. playing Duran at the five, um, but I I don't know, man. I I don't want to sound like the person that is trying to say Bobo deserves some minutes, but. No, do it. I think he deserves some minutes. Yes, man. sir. Let's okay. go. Yeah. And like Nothing I said, wrong with I, that. like if you didn't see his highlights from uh, from last night's game, go back and watch it, dude. It was incredible. Some of the moves this guy made, and you made fun of me earlier talking about his length. <laughs> the, the, he does the, have good length. The, the boy's got some length. Got some all length. right, and I mean yeah. he's a young guy. He's only twenty four years old, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously he's got he you know he needs some more experience, right? But I mean, it's that that uh, that old saying that you can't teach size. You know, the guy's what six five? What? Or, excuse seven me, one? seven uh, seven four seven five. Oh, I don't think. He's... Oh, I think he's like seven one seven two. Yeah, maybe. he's definitely oh. over seven feet. Okay, That's, all right. Let's, he's hold not on, stretching hold on, hold on, out to Yao Ming size. Jeez, seven uh, five. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah. I said, look, I said six five first, or six. You did say six <laughs> five. He's definitely taller than six five. <laughs> But no, you're, you're you're not wrong. Uh, I like what Bull Bull adds, and he has drawn comparisons to being like a KD light almost, where he 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 does have a a pretty decent handle for a guy his size. All right, uh, ESPN's got him listed at seven three. Seven three. Yeah. Huh? Seven three two twenty, dude. I'm like I'm like fifteen pounds uh, lighter, or uh, yeah, I'm like fifteen <laughs> pounds away from Bull Bull. Dude. He is scrawny, <laughs> and he's. He's got 15 inches on me. That all that seven three was on that Ayo. one display. <laughs> Kevin Durant was driving to the right. He lost the ball. It just kind of basically fell into Bobo's hands, and just immediately went up, and like floated through the air with two hands and slammed it. Yeah, like he you, makes you it look so easy. That kind of yeah, size. Yeah, and he, he's the beautiful thing for players like him is if he gets opportunities, he's going to try and seize it to the best of his ability, but it just comes down to matchups when it comes to the playoffs, right? If we're going up against the Denver Nuggets, can you really trust him to to play any kind of full timeline against Jokic? Jokic is going to have his way with him. Oh, he would would Yeah. So it's all going to come down to matchups for, for that, but... Well, yeah, and so, nine man, man. That's what. Uh, that's my sweet spot right there. Nine what, man. So what, what's the nine oh, though? That's I'm what I'm saying. No, no, you're no exactly the point. Like, what is the nine though? What like, is the nine? Because Bull Bull, like, depending on the matchup, he might work. But in a series against Jokic, like, do you just not play him for that entire series? Because like, when you think about our bench, like, I'm going through these names I've written down here. It's Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen. Um, oh, he's a starter. Grayson Allen's a starter. Grayson Allen is a starter. You're yeah. right. He, Josh Okogie is not a starter. No. Right? Okay. So Josh go uh, Drew Eubanks. Mm-hmm. That's three. Um, who's who's the ninth guy? It would be Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess. But then you have Bull Bull and Thaddeus Young. That's why I don't think Thaddeus Young is even really going to sniff the court. Uh, where do you fit him in? Especially when you talk about having the group of guys we already have played fifty plus games together. Yeah. Uh, I think you let's, lean let's more realistic. towards chemistry. And- Bull Bull's not playing in the playoffs. 
That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like probably right. not. He's, he's right? not. He's probably not. Because unless to. the matchup is conducive to where yeah. having yeah. Bobo out yeah, there is a good to. idea, I don't know. Yeah. But then, who do you match up against Jokic if you get a Denver matchup? You have Nurk. to go Yusuf. You just got to yeah. go Nurk. Yeah. Nurk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But then Eubanks will do what he can. But basically, anytime Nurk's got to be ready to go long. Because but exactly, it'll be heavy minutes for Nurk at that yeah. point. Which and it scares me though, because Nurkic this this year in the late game, like fourth quarter, is he's not very present and has struggled to finish games out, and that's why we've had to go to that small ball lineup of having KD play the five, and and have these shorter guys do it. But is that gonna work if we end up meeting the Nuggets in the playoffs? I really, I don't know. Well, you know what? I can answer that for you, Chris. It can work <laughs> if these guys are hitting. I mean. Well, yeah. The, uh, you can look at the box score from last night against the Houston Rockets. Everybody was talking about Kevin Durant the night before against the Dallas Mavericks shooting 9 of 22. Being like, guess what? KD, that's a one-off night. It's not going to happen. He came out the next night, he shot 10 of 23. It's, he did the exact same thing. Yeah. And we've seen that. It's it's mm-hmm. basketball players do that, man. There's hot and cold streaks. Not everybody can shoot 11 of 17 from the field every night. But for this Phoenix Suns team to be any type of competitive for a playoff push type of nature, you got to have one guy almost go supernova every night. Ooh, that's and a good G League team name. Ooh, <laughs> and especially if you don't have Bradley Beal, right? Devin Booker struggled last night as well. I think he shot 7 of 24. So if your two main guys are struggling from the field and you already don't have very good bench production in the points category anyways, right. you're going to lose these games. And we're back into a tough position like what we had to do last season, which ended up coming down to a loss to the Denver Nuggets, where we're asking Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to score 40-plus points a game for this team to be successful and win series. And that's scary, man. Is yeah. that something that this squad can actually do? And I don't know if it is. Now, a lot of this is my last point on this, guys. A lot of people are talking about after losses, you don't you can't jump off the ledge, right? And we're not jumping off the ledge yet, right? We no. didn't have Bradley Beal the past two games. Yusuf was out with the ankle last night. But those are just things that you have to keep in mind for twenty five games down the road because it's gonna be here sooner rather than later. If the big three is not scoring 85 points a night, this team is not going to win. That's just the truth. Yeah, I agree. Well, it, it cer- yeah, certainly seems like that. And, that, and that, going back to my previous point, is what does that mean when one of those guys is out when we're making a playoff run? If Kevin Durant isn't ready to go one night in the playoffs, are we just automatically going to lose that game because the other guys can't step up? And we've seen, like, Booker's been here long enough, and we've seen enough of it to where we know that he can do that as well with what you're talking about with Kevin Durant, where he's going 10 of 25, 10 of 28, where he's feeling like the scoring burden is on him and the shots just aren't falling. And we've seen these guys, and they're lethal when they're on. Kevin Durant has been, like, not just game to game, but quarter to quarter. We've seen him struggle in the first half and then come to come to life in the second half. But it's that consistency, and that does that does really scare me. The prospect of even just Bradley Beal being out, watching us struggle. Imagine if Booker or Durant is out. How much are we going to struggle then? Oh God, yeah. I I think uh, I I don't want to I don't want to sound that negative, but 
I'm willing <laughs> to sound that <laughs> negative. Yeah, okay. we've, went, um, we've gone off the deep end. No, we, we really have. But I, I mean, I, I think for <laughs> to have a legitimate uh, championship uh, push here, to have a, have a good chance to actually win yeah. it all, we, we need all three of those guys to be healthy. And I think if Booker's out, Durant's out, I mean, it's going to be the the Chris Paul effect, you know, like remember he got hurt and we're like, Oh my God, no, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle if those guys, if one of those guys goes down in the playoffs. It, it's starting to seem like all or nothing. Cause we saw when Beal was out dealing with his neck or back or crack injury, whatever it was, he, they struggled. They weren't doing so good, but when he comes back, we it start winning crack. seven straight and we start stringing together wins and we go into the all-star break with some momentum and now he's out again and we're struggling. It just, it sucks to see that it's it is all or nothing. I guess in that regard, uh, or maybe they can change that narrative. I guess trying to be optimistic. I know there's been a lot of doom and gloom, and but we're gonna. I do want to dive into the next 25 games, the last 25 games of the season, and get into all that and some predictions. But before we do that, I think we need to take a break to talk about what happened this last Saturday, February 17th, was a big milestone for our boy Devin Booker. As his first signature shoe, the Book One Chapter One, was released in the Mirage color wave. And uh, me and Mike both set our alarms. We were up at 7.45 sharp. We got on the Sneakers app. That's Nike's app where they do their new releases. I should really let Mike talk about this, but I entered my credit card information. I was in line for my nine and a half. Oh, you didn't get them? And I didn't get them. Oh, no. I didn't get them. But... Michael has boats for shoes. His size 14s. <laughs> boats for shoes. We're available. And it's like cars ladies and gentlemen, Michael Benjamin has acquired the book ones. Ladies and gentlemen, they have arrived. Wow. I I can't I can't stress this enough. I am very surprised that I was able to get these. Because if you know anything about sneakers, after size 13, the production amounts for these shoes drop down drastically there's times where they'll only make like a thousand pairs total of a size 14 for anything wow so for me to get these very blessed maybe they knew that i was from phoenix but if that was the case chris like you should have got some too right but he was mike was probably on like five different phones two computers he had his ipad out he was all lined up it's my it's my one sneakers app i just got lucky maybe you got to make sure you have apple pay set up chris maybe that's where you yeah i had uh, i i didn't i didn't want to use the card that was on my apple pay so i had to switch it up you can't can't be entering the numbers you gotta go quicker but uh, that's funny that you talk about multiple accounts andrew uh, he messaged me after I posted that I got him. He was like, I, my wife tried, my son tried, <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> we couldn't oh, get him. I know there was a that lot of people great. in those boats, but don't worry if you don't have these yet. There's going to be more colorways for everybody. This was just kind of to start getting the hype moving a little bit more. For Supply and demand, shoe. baby. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very excited to see how these perform on court. Um, they're very light. Uh, they, I don't know how breathable they are. Obviously, you know, comparative to things like the KD16s, where the uppers have kind of some netting that has more holes for breathability. I mean, we can even just look at some of these older ones, Chris. I got to pass these over to you. These are the OGs, right? Those are yours. Yeah. Those the netting on the top seems a lot more breathable, and these GT Cut Twos, like right on this tongue, there's just a lot more. So. I'm very interested to see, but, you know, they wanted to kind of embody what Devin Booker is, right? 
He's not the flashiest of guys. When you see him walking in, he's normally got an oversized plain shirt, some black jeans, oversized huge, and some chucks, <laughs> right? Like he's, yeah. he's not the flashiest type of guy. So they fit within lifestyle and performance. So I need to see what the performance work is on these. I, but I'm excited, man. Very excited to have these in hand. I think that's the biggest thing is I'm so curious about the performance of these as a basketball shoe because they do look like a great casual shoe already out the box. Like I could definitely see anybody wearing these with a pair of jeans or anything out on the night. But what Mike is talking about here is if you're not watching on the video, we have my two older pairs of Devin Booker shoes, which not his signature shoe, but player editions Um, in my hands are the Nike Air Zoom player editions from 2017. Um, and they're the ones with a more of a mesh top. They were also, I think, Draymond Green and a couple other players also had player editions. Um, but it's cool. It has the one on the heel for his number and then a DB logo on the tongue. Um, I really enjoyed playing in these shoes. These were my indoor shoes for a long time when I wasn't really able to buy more than, you know, a lot of pairs of shoes and have become more of a collector. Now I play in the Kyrie's and the pretty much just the Kyrie's. I have a pair of LeBron's over there. Mike's way more of a, a sneakerhead than me. But also the uh, Devin Booker player exclusive, the GT Cut 2s, which they were released last year in 2023. Um, those ones, they're, they're interesting. It's inter- it, what's interesting to me is these um, 2017 player editions are more of like a mid or not, not so much a high top, but like a mid top. And then the D Book 1s, the Book 1s and those GT Cuts are also low tops. So I didn't love how the tongue kind of moves on those GT Cuts playing in them. Um, but it's a lot s- slimmer than these book ones. These book ones have a nice solid tongue to them where I feel like it's not going to move around too much. But it- it's interesting. You can really see like once Booker had some input in the design of the shoe, how much different they are compared to the Air Zoom and the GT Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just excited for one of our guys to actually have something that is dedicated to them. Right. I mean, before this shoe, yes, we know Kevin Durant has his own line, but Kevin Durant has had 16 of them. Right. And it was way before his time in Phoenix. I think the only other person who has really ever had anything was Charles Barkley back in the 90s. And they do retros with those. Uh, Penny Hardaway had his pennies, but that was kind of going back to Orlando time frame. I, I mean, please, people. Go in the comments and correct me if I'm wrong, but this has got to be one of the first athletes to have a signature shoe that is a Phoenix Sun. So this is exciting times, man, and just very proud of Devin Booker and, you know, working to finally get the recognition in some way because he's been with Nike ever since he came into the NBA and they see what a superstar he is and where he's going to give him this level, man, man, there's so many guys who are signed with Nike. There's so many guys who are signed with all the major brands, but only the top of the top seem to ever get signature shoes, unless you're with Puma, because they'll just <laughs> throw they'll, they'll it give at anyone a signature. Scoot Henderson, come on, DeAndre I can't believe Aiden. he already has one. But no, they won't even give Da a signature. He doesn't get shoe. a signature. Oh no. shit, I thought he wow. had one. No, he's had some PEs well, that they've released. Lamelo Ball he, is probably the other one that the. I mean, but, you know, the biggest thing is, do you move the needle as an athlete, right? Are you going to sell pairs? So that'll be, it'll be interesting to see how these do, really. Obviously, I think that's why these were limited to start, right? The orange was only 500 pairs. 
these were only on the sneakers app. So they cut down quantity. And then once they start to kind of mass produce them and open them up for everybody, we'll see what those numbers kind of look like and dictate how long he is a signature athlete. So if you're a Suns fan, man, buy these fucking shoes. That's for sure. If you want them to keep coming out year after year. That's a great point. And to really you in here, Tallman, I mean, you're looking at these. I mean, they don't even look like basketball shoes, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so that's what like, I was going like, to say. So you're not you... buying basketball shoes, so would you maybe grab these as yeah, a casual shoe? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've those those in particular these. are a little too big for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, when you first pulled them out, I was like, those don't even look like basketball shoes. And then you guys are going on about performance, and I feel like I'm sitting here in Spanish class about to take a test <laughs> I didn't study for. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. He doesn't um, know anything about these zapatos. No, I mean, these yeah, zapatos. These zapato- ah, Jesus Christ. Zapatos, um, right? Zapatos. Um, but no, I mean, th- th- those are sweet. I mean, uh, I think I think the chapter one on the back is a little corny for me. Um because, you know, it's a book, chapter one of his story, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Did you um, see the trailer? The Of course I did not see the trailer. Come you didn't on. see the like trailer? Like, I texted it to you. You did? You did? Oh, my I don't know, I don't know man. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, my juices don't get flowing for shoes like that. You know, you know what, I, I'm him? the kind of guy I buy the same pair of shoes over and over <laughs> again. Um, there's going to be plenty of colorways. You can buy multiple of these ones. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. You I'm, know what's I'm like a forty nine ninety nine for my pair of shoes. <laughs> hey, there's um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> not no, there's like nothing a, wrong with that. Wrong with if that. I pay over a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, don't do that. Wow. <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Obviously, Chris, I'm going to try and get you a pair before I get Tallman. But once you get <laughs> oh, your secure... What? No, 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 no. Hold it has up. nothing to Hold do up. with you. It just has everything I to do with this man wants these shoes. I know he does. But once Chris gets his secured, we're going to get you some. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like I just, that. Yeah. Dude, I, like I would that. look we're so gonna do it. goofy wearing Hold us to shoes. it. Hold but, us but to no, it. Okay, so let me... I'll stop joking for a little bit. Um, they do look sweet. I like the, the style of the basketball shoes where they don't look like basketball shoes like pull up the the other ones on the left there they got like yeah like that's like a basketball shoe oh, right big time yeah. oh like, yeah. like i said at first it's like that looks They're like an a, athletic that looks shoe like at a tra- very that looks like a track yeah. shoe right there like it should have metal spikes coming out of the bottom <laughs> i mean um, it almost looks like it kind of does yeah, it does. yeah, yeah, yeah a little with the bit. fat sole on it but no it's it's those are sweet i i, I do dig the, dig those a lot but you're not going to wear those out to a night on the town you're not going to like I said, throw a pair of jeans on. You're and not go gonna out. pull these bad boys out. <laughs> I mean, Come on! I now. mean, I almost passed out smelling them. I know that sounds weird. They're Ooh. brand new. Not, not, but not. I'm not saying like Mike wore them for two months straight and they smell like absolute ass. Thank I'm, you for clearing that <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gotta why I'm gonna pass straight. out. Yeah. No, that's not why I'm gonna pass out. They're brand new, straight from China. Um, I mean, are we allowed to say that? Or I just did. I don't Who know. Cares? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, sh- pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, either e- either way, um, love the book ones. I'm really excited for the other colorways that are going to come out. I think this Mirage is a dope one. Just for like the casual side of things, I think once they get into more colorful schemes, then people might not be <laughs> as open to wearing those out a uh, night on the town. And I'll keep hammering. I'll, I'll stop hammering on that is what I meant to say. No, keep hammering. I'll keep, no, no, you're right. I'll keep hammering on it. I'll keep hammering on it. <laughs> Uh, tune in to a future episode of Pass the Outlet for more sneaker talk. But moving on, uh, we're going to look forward to the next 25 games, the last 25 games the Suns have of this season as they jockey for position in the Western Conference standings, hoping to make a playoff push. 
Mike, some tough matchups coming down the pipe. We got the Lakers, of course. We did that ticket giveaway. We have a lucky fan going to the game on Sunday against the Lakers. Um, and then later on, got the Thunder, got the Nuggets twice, the Celtics twice, the Bucks, the Cavs, and there's some more tough games sprinkled in there. Are you are you nervous about this next you know this next stretch these last 25 games? Um I think there's always a little bit of nerves to be had. You know all the numbers are pointing towards the Suns uh, strength of schedule being the number one toughest for these last 25 games. I mean we also have to play the Celtics twice. Did you say them as well? They're the best. I did, yeah. Okay, but the best team in the East, we got to play all top 4 seeds twice as well. One team, I know Tolman was talking about the Mavericks scaring me. One team that scares the absolute hell out of me is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just with their youth, they're they're not going to get tired, man. And uh, yeah, They have yeah. a lot of weapons now, it seems like. But I think it's, it's a giddy effect. The, the <laughs> oh, giddy God. effect. Chet Holmgren. Uh, <laughs> funny side note, I was playing an adult league basketball game on Thursday, and there was a guy who looked exactly like Chet Holmgren, who was ref in the game. Oh, okay. And I, oh, and I thought that he missed the call, and I said, it's time to wake up, Chet. And <laughs> we got some good laughs out of that. But beside the fact, I really that. like getting these tests in now for this team, right? Because it, you get to see what they're truly made out of. And you get playoff type of competition rolling into where this team is going to be, right? I, I don't, there's no reason anybody should be scared that the Suns are going to go on some crazy 12 game losing streak, fall out of the play in tournament, and not make the playoffs. It's not in the cards for this team. There's still a lot of movement in regard to where the seeding is going to end up, right? Obviously, two games after the All Star break. What's going on over here? <laughs> no, you I'm guys just... having side conversations. <laughs> no, keep going. I'm just trying to get information because I don't. Since we're we're filming this for YouTube, yes. we're filming it on my iPhone, yeah, and so I can't it. pull up stats in front of me. I was curious what their record is. Uh, not to derail your point, Mike, but they their record is 33 and 24, which is what I was asking yes. Tallman there. And with these 25 <laughs> games whisper. left, I am a, I'm curious what you think their final record is going to be when the season ends. That's a great question. I'm going to answer it right after I finish my point, Christopher. Oh, oh geez. No, no continue, continue. So, so, like the matchups that we have, there's still going to be a lot of movement within the seedings, right? We lost these two games from the end of the All-Star break. Two after these two games, we've fallen from fifth to eighth already, right? In just two losses, but everybody's within game, game and a half, half a game. So I would not be surprised if the Phoenix Suns still find themselves in a higher seed, not in the play-in tournament. Maybe they finish at fifth or sixth, somewhere around that position. But I can see them probably going maybe 15 and 10 to finish this output right because you're gonna lose some of these tough matchups i think it's gonna be damn near impossible to beat the denver nuggets twice right even with minnesota with that early matchup we had really early in the season where we blew the brakes off of them Minnesota's probably going to scratch out one of those games and we hope to win one of them too so a little bit above 500 could be 13 and 12 as well like 
obviously there's always those factors like who's available, who's not playing this night, who's yeah. having a tough shooting stretch. There's so many unknowns when it comes to that. But I think I'm going to stick at 15 and 10. So this Phoenix Suns team will probably finish with about 48 wins, right? Yeah. If my math is correct. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Because I've never been the best at that. I was okay, but... That's probably where I'm looking at. I don't think they they I don't think they scratch out 50 wins this season. Honestly, I don't. And that's that's funny that you mentioned that because you do have them at clocked at 48 wins, 34 losses. I literally just wrote down that I'm hoping for 50 wins. Now I like round numbers, Tallman. Right, so 50 and 32, um, six, well above 500. Also, you're as well above 500. Uh, obviously, I. That's out of the question. Like above 500 is a given. That that has to happen. You can't finish at or even near 500 in my mind, especially if you have playoff aspirations and pursuing a championship, which as we've discussed without diving into it more is that this is kind of a championship or bust kind of situation that we have with this team, the way it's constructed with our aging superstars, not leaving, not including Devin Booker because he's obviously in his late 20s, but Tallman, I, I brought the cat out of the bag pretty quick. 50 and 32 is my prediction. Mike's 48 and 34. Are you somewhere in that ballpark? No, I'm going to go something a little different. Um, so last 25, I you mentioned exactly what I was thinking, uh, going 13 and 12. So Ooh. that would leave them 46 wins, 36 losses. And I'm picturing them uh, barely getting the sixth seed. Like by a hair, fight to come not up, come down to like last two games. Yeah, last two <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just would not be surprised. And then if that it's happens, it's man. gonna be it's gonna be a fight between them and the Lakers, and then we're gonna see some playing playing games with the Lakers and the Warriors, um, which is ex- exactly what. So wait, the, so do you see us in the play-in? No, no, no. Oh, six seed, Suns. Six seed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So forty six, thirty six. We're gonna go thirteen and twelve after the last twenty five games, and we're gonna barely make it and lock in that six seed. And it's it's nuts because you you mentioned it's super tight. Like you just look. I mean, we're six and a half games out of first place um, as it sits right now. And like this is exactly what the NBA wants too, because this is going to come down to the wire. And the playing games are fun and exciting, where your whole season can ride on one single game. It's fun and exciting until it's your team that's in that position, right? Yeah, then it's stressful. It, yeah, right? it's like it's like game sevens in baseball, right? They're awesome until your team has to play. Like the D-backs game seven against the Phillies. That was – I was a oh nervous wreck yeah. during that I, game. I hardly maintained yeah, my that composure. Was, that was rough, man. I lost some hair over that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm thinking 13 and 12. You mentioned the, the toughness of the schedule. You're playing some of the best teams in the NBA. You don't have a lot of you're not playing any Pistons, Wizards or anything for the rest of the season. So it's going to be tough, but I think it's exactly what this team needs because we need to know how this team matches up against the best of the best, right? We need yeah. Beal back, we need to figure out are we for real or are we not. So Well, and there's some there's some teams I think we need to be on that schedule as well in the Celtics. Of, the Celtics, we need, I mean, the tough games that we need to win some of those, right? We can't drop all of our tough matchups cuz that's just a bad sign. If we can only beat up on the bad teams, that's not good. But the must wins are like I think we play the Spurs twice, at least once. Yeah, Got to beat no, the Spurs. We, we play them twice. We play them twice. The 76ers without Joel Embiid, yeah. we have to beat the 76ers without Joel Embiid. The Hornets? The Hornets have to have to beat that. Well, here's another one. 
we play we the Rockets these, again. We got to win these two, next two fucking games against the Houston Rockets, man. It's yes. not okay yes. to drop That's big. games to teams like that at this point. Then we have the yeah, Rockets okay. are not even a playoff contender, not even in the playoff conversation. They've gotten better. They have some young players, KPG and Fred Van Vliet and uh, Sangoon, who might be in the running for... What is it? Most he, Im- he's like their best most player. Improved. Most improved, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, okay, Houston has been good at home this year. I mean, after true. the win yesterday, I think they're 20-9 and nine at home, right? It's pretty good. But we got them back-to-back at home. Like, have to handle business. Like in Arizona at home. For us at in home. In yeah. Footprint Center. <laughs> yes, we have to win both of those games. Yeah. Like, there's just... there's There's no margin for error anymore. This is what everybody knows about this point if you're an nba fan and you follow the game and have a team that is in the hunt for any kind of playoff positioning there's no margin for error anymore it can't be silly turnovers it can't be not willing to work on the defensive end for defensive rebounds and box out and just general aloof play which is what we saw last night from this phoenix suns team like yeah it, 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 you you got to cut it out, man. It, it can't happen anymore because you're running out of time. Now, depending on where the Suns fall in seeding, say they do have to go in the play-in tournament and they, they're the seventh seed and they win that game, they're probably one of the scariest seven seeds of all time, right? Because they yeah. have generational players, but it's you got to be trying to work towards some kind of home court advantage. You have to, because it, for, it's, yeah. Even if it's just for one round, even like, if it's for the first round, because yeah. it's where this team should absolutely be at the end of the day, baby. Okay, what is that? Number two. That's number two. It's right. only number two. All right, it's not bad. I'm proud of you, Mike. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think finishing at least above 500 in these last 25 games, 13 and 12, would be the least that they could do. But I would like to see them in that fourth or fifth seed when it comes down to it and going into the playoffs because you're right even though I think this team can win on the road and we do have that generational talent there's nothing like them playing at home at footprint center and having that edge early on and avoiding having to participate in that play-in tournament I think would also be huge because what is the bottom four seeds so 10 through 7 yep yeah 7 through 10 yeah so even if we get the six like it's not the end of the world, but that doesn't give us home court advantage. Yeah, and then so if the season ended today, obviously we're eighth. We'd we'd be in the play-in, but we'd have two shots at it. So we lose and we play it. Whoever wins the nine and ten matchup. But say we're sixth right now, you're matching up with Minnesota in the first playoff matchup. So Minnesota one, OKC two, and that's I don't mind. That. Is Minnesota still no? no you... Are you saying if we finish with the sixth seed right now? Yeah. We'd be matching up with the Clippers because they're the third seed right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, I think I know. You're yeah, right. Because once the tournament's yeah. done, it's seeded one through eight. It, it's yeah. seeded one through eight. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's another So scary we'd be one. six. We'd be, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not looking at it correctly. I apologize. The, the Clippers, like, honestly, what was it last year in the playoffs when we beat the Clippers again? The only reason we won that series is because Kawhi Leonard went out. Yes, I agree. Well, and, the, and, Paul Norman, and Paul George didn't play at yeah, all. Yeah, Norman Powell was kicking around. Yeah, Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook was going <laughs> yeah. off. Looking well, like he, an OKC he was, Russell Westbrook. He was shooting them out of the game, though. He missed so well, many shots. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we did end up winning that series, of yeah. course. But 
it could have been a much different story. So you're right, Mike. I am scared of the Clippers. Yes. Um, scared of the Thunder. I'm not really worried about the Timberwolves, to be honest. I know they've been leading the conference all year, but they're such an unserious team. Carl Anthony Towns is just an absolute clown. Rudy Gobert is kind of a clown. Like I'm Anthony Edwards Let is also kind microphone. of a clown. Like yeah. I don't understand. It's just a whole team of clowns, man. Like Cats, I, cats got 40 and they're down 20. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. So they might put up, like, Cat will put up numbers, Edwards will put up numbers, maybe have a flashy dunk, but the Suns, I think, could still win that series. Yeah, um, even, even the Pelicans, too, man. Remember when we thought the Pelicans, that Pelican series was going to be easy? Yeah. And no, that it was That was the yeah. most frustrating series of basketball and I think I ever watched. And played the majority of the yeah, season, has, I think. Has, yeah. He's been pretty healthy. Yep. Of course, they still have... Uh, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. McCollum. Like, that's a pretty decent squad. So, the West is once again one of the most stacked conferences. I would fully expect that it's going to be more tough, more t- still more tough than going through the East, right? Because the, the Heat, although they were the team representing the East in the finals last year, they're not that good. Like, Jimmy Butler's in that they were, time of year. Did where, they, win a, they were a playing team last year. Right, I think they were. They yeah. were. They were they, playing they team and they made it yeah. to the finals. The Celtics always find a way to fall apart. They they're, do. They're also another. And then, and then, can team, you believe? Like, can you believe in the Cavs? Are the Cavs all all it? Oh, right. Man, I, I mean, they went like shit. They won like seventeen games in a row, or they're like seventeen and or seventeen good. and two in their last decent defensive team. Donovan too. Mitchell, Jared Allen, like they're yeah. not not nothing to be fucked with. And but then, Donovan Mitchell is kind of like made of fucking glass, man. Like he's kind yeah. of like that Anthony Davis. Type well, everyone's like, saying he's going to be on the Lakers next year. Donovan Mitchell is going to be yeah. on the Lakers next year. That's that's the rumor going oh, around. Oh man, well, wouldn't be surprised. You know, well, rich. Good luck with them. Get richer. Uh, here, guys, I'll make one last comment in regard. Welcome to, to Phoenix. The last twenty-five games, we we have been talking about teams we're scared of and that kind of stuff, but. The only thing we can do is control our own destiny, as corny as it sounds, just like the chapter one on the back of this book one. (laughs) It's only chapter one, Michael. But the true test is these next 20 games. I'm not even saying the last five games, right? Because at that point, you might be trying to work around seeding. You might be cemented. They might take some games off and try and lose some games to get a better matchup, right? Say if they're in the fifth seed and they don't want to match up against the Nuggets, who is like cemented in the fourth. They might mess around and, and lose some games. But these next 20 games is where we see what this team is really made of. Yeah, And if they're ready to go for the playoffs. So it's all up to their control. And they have some really tough matchups. But I'm not even going to put a win total on that number. It's just you have to compete night in, night out. It can't be one of these, oh man, where was the effort? this night kind of situations if the effort is continuously there they're continuing to stand pat within the seedings or at least push momentum to move upward there will be a whole lot of confidence for this team going into the playoffs that's where i stand at the moment and while we're looking ahead into the future and this playoff run that the suns we hope the suns will be making i have no doubt they will be they're also looking into the future with the them bringing back Matt Ishbia and the Phoenix Suns announced this last week that a G League team will be resurrected for the Phoenix Suns, and it will be local. When we saw the last iteration, it was the Northern Arizona Suns. I think they played in Prescott or Prescott Valley. It was all right about the same. But the Northern Arizona Suns are no more. They're going to play here locally, and in 
keeping with tradition and how the Suns were named originally, the Suns are going to give us fans the opportunity to come up with the name and logo and mascot, I believe. Maybe all three or two. or Is it mascot? I don't think it's mascot. Maybe not mascot. Maybe just name. Maybe right? just name. Yeah. Um, for, the, for this G League team... Um, in the, you get what a thousand dollars and season tickets for the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. No, for the for the for the G League for the team. G League team. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so they opened this up to the public. So we did talk about this on Pass the Outlet a little bit. Uh, we felt it was appropriate to save this until we can get VSP Tallman here with us. But we want to brainstorm. Oh, you guys are so nice. You know, man, we want to we want to make it all inclusive. Right, you know, yeah. for for the the founders of VSP, the big three. We're the big three of VSP, and I'm like Bradley Beal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes me Devin Booker, huh? Yeah, because well, yeah, because you're you're smaller. Yeah, exactly, because he's yeah. taller. You it's have, you I'm have to be KD. Look at your fucking and you're shoes, older, dude. So and you're, you're older. Say, so you're saying I'm a Hall of Famer? I yeah, appreciate Mike, that, you guys. are first ballot, guys, first ballot MVP. I mean, that warms my heart. Mike, MVP, Mike, at Michael the, Benjamin. At the end of the day, you're the real MVP. <laughs> they're they're putting my they're putting my <laughs> name on the banner. I'm shedding a tear. Once we finally establish the Valley Sports Plug headquarters, you'll have a statue out front. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Incredible. It better but be solid couldn't gold. Couldn't be more proud of you. <laughs> it will be sol- solid gold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. be gold. But, guys, uh, so we were brainstorming in show prep some of these team names. I think we should narrow it down here now that we're recording. So, for the sake of time... Um, I just want to go through some of the ones I had. You guys can toss them out there, and maybe then we'll come up with our official submission, the Valley Sports Plug submission, and what we'll push forward as our recommendation for the Suns G League team. And anyone listening back, go over to YouTube in, if you're not already watching here, and in the comments, let us know what you think that the Suns G League team should be named, what your suggestions are, whether you've submitted them or not. I highly recommend that you do if you have a good submission because you could win $1,000 in those tickets, those season tickets. Is that lifetime season tickets, right? If I'm Wait, not, it's, uh, it's a thousand and tickets. It's a yeah. thousand and tickets. Maybe uh, not for a lifetime. I don't, I don't know if that's lifetime. a stipulation. But regardless, here here are some of the ones. Gonna, your seats are going to be all the way up. <laughs> all way the way. Up. Yeah, these aren't courtside seats. Matt should be a never specified yeah. where you're touching the concrete on the stadium behind you where you're sitting. <laughs> Well, and that's the biggest thing, right, is we don't know, and I don't even think Matt Ishbia knows where this team will be playing. Um, he does say that he wants to keep it local, so I'm sure, worst case, they'll have a you know, footprint or something. Bring it back to the Madhouse. The Madhouse on McDowell. That would be incredible. Happy Wild. Um, Mount, what, no, it's not Wells Fargo Arena anymore. Where does ASU yeah. play? Desert, Desert Financial. Financial. Yeah, yeah Desert Financial. That's, they could play there. Maybe they play there. Or maybe they find an that arena. That arena sucks. Or build an arena in like Scottsdale, somewhere else in Maricopa County, in the East Valley, Gilbert. Well, they could play at Gila River, right? Gila River? Gila River Arena. Yeah, I got Desert Diamond Arena. Is that what it is now? Desert Diamond. You're not going to be able to fill those seats. <laughs> no. Oh, God. That's for no, sure. No, 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 God, no. no. But okay, so here's some of the names that I uh, had jotted shoot. down. I, I think I'm, maybe I had some of yours on this list, but guys, you chime in yours. But here are just some of my suggestions. I had the Arizona Asteroids. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, All right. The Phoenix Flames. It, the Pinal Plutos. I love, so ship I them out that. a little east and yeah. east and uh, south. Yeah, there's got to be some land. That's out there. good. Um, like we said, we don't know where they're going to play. So I had the Scottsdale Saturns. That's my favorite. Sticking one. with the planetary yeah, theme, right. I really like the Scottsdale Saturns. That's my favorite one. If we're going like not just the you know kind of in the valley, the the, Cam- the Maricopa Camelbacks. All right. 
It's pretty good. Yeah. A nod, nod to the Camelback Mountains there in Maricopa County. And then uh, uh, the Suns mascot is the gorilla, of course. Yes. So I had the uh, Guadalupe Gorillas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beautiful. They're, and they have to play at the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> <laughs> off of Guadalupe Road. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that. What else I, you got? I think that was it. And then, Mike, you inspired us since we've been recording this. The Arizona, the Arizona Supernovas. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, you said it and you didn't even know you said it. I, I kind of want it to be the Maricopa Camelbacks because then... If they do a mascot, it has to be a camelback. And yes. It has to be a two-person mascot. So it's, <laughs> it's a two-seater. We would be like Joe Cool, the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah, like, Jesus Christ! But I'm. It's probably it's got to be something around the solar system, right? Like it yeah, should fit be. within yeah. what the team already is. But they should also follow suit. I was talking to you guys earlier about this. They got to follow suit with the same kind of mascot. So it's got to be an orangutan, no matter. <laughs> What the team a chimpanzee. Name is. Chimpanzee, <laughs> howler monkey, something. Do you do you agree with the monkey theme as far as mascots go, Tallman? Yeah, I, I love the monkey so theme. So if they're the Maricopa cam- camelbags, but they <laughs> have like a fucking orangutan. Yeah, they have an orangutan. That doesn't make any sense. All right, well, we got to come to consensus. We have to what narrow it down here. Yeah. So I, I do um, like the Maricopa Camelbacks. I also like the Scottsdale Saturns. Scottsdale Saturns. I like the Saturns. Yeah. We have the Suns, the Mercury, the yeah. Saturns. The Saturns is um, yeah. Guadalupe Gorillas is just a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. I love really? it. Really? That was my number I two. Love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't think the list. arena would be in Guadalupe. I don't know if they can. You pull never that know. Off. They could clear some. They could clear know, some man. land. They could clear some <laughs> land out. Yeah, between the stop signs where you don't actually stop because you might get shot yeah. if you stop for too <laughs> long. See, I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> like, there's you gonna, gonna end up being there? the yeah, wrong connotation. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, scary man. There's just gonna be the wrong connotations anyway, with the Guadalupe. I'm gorillas. just trying to go to Fudruckers <laughs> coming from north to south, and I have to go through Guadalupe to get the Fudruckers. Oh. Okay, so what's the top? Let's Sorry, get top yeah. okay, so, so I think, far. I right? think our tops are uh, Scottsdale Saturns, Maricopa okay. Camelbacks. I'm voting for okay. Saturns and uh, Arizona Asteroids. Okay. I do like that one too. Um, I I like Maricopa Camelbacks a lot. I do too. All right, on three, we all say what we think. I'm just no, we could do that. Uh, we do we have to come to a consensus here? Well, if no, we all say something different, then we're kind of fucked. Okay, okay. Three, two, two one. one. Scottsdale Saturn. 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 Yo! Oh, let's go. Oh, I knew I liked wait, you guys. Wait, you said it too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, okay. we, we all said, okay. The wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. Yup. I mean, I've known you guys <laughs> for right. over decades, so we better be good friends Do, at this you, point. You can call me the Saturn. The Saturn. Yeah. So obviously, then they have to build some kind of arena up by Salt River Fields and that whole area and Talking Stick, and that's a great plot of land. It seems there, like there's, there's still plenty of land out there. there. They Don't they have the training facility? Up there I think already? the training facility is, is in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. Scottsdale yeah. yeah. So their G League team, the Scottsdale Saturns, it's gonna happen. Easy logo. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not gonna come up with it. I'll let their people do that. But Valley Sports Plugs' official submission is gonna be Scottsdale Saturns, right? Yes. Yep. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, let us know what you think in the comments. Is Scottsdale Saturn's good? You got something better? I don't know. But that's that's what we got for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, very curious what's going to happen with this stretch. Of course, 
Michael Benjamin and I do Suns recaps every two weeks over on YouTube, so make sure you check us out there so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on with the Phoenix Suns and their season. We do a breakdown of how the games went, how the players are performing, and just our opinion overall of, of what they're doing and how they're doing. But that's enough about the Suns, guys. We got a couple more teams to talk about here before we get out. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, man, it's almost baseball season once again. Spring training is in full swing here in the Valley. Of course, there's only two places that you can get spring training action. That's here in Arizona and out in Florida. The Cactus League is popping off. We saw the first, very first spring training game go down. I think it was this Thursday. It was the Los Angeles Dodgers taking on the Didn't they San Diego like Padres. It was like 15 to 2 or inning. something. Yeah, Ooh. they scored eight runs in the first inning. It was a blowout. And it wasn't even like, it was crazy because like the big names you think of with the Dodgers didn't even play. Like Sh- Mookie played briefly, but Shohei didn't really play. I don't think Freddie Freeman played in that game. Like, I didn't look into it. Yeah, I was looking at the box score, but yeah, I was walking. They had it on a TV at work, and I was walking by like, holy shit, it was already like 10 to fucking 1 or something like that. It was wild. I'm getting blown out of the water, but that's spring training. I'm not too worried about how the games go or or all that, but we saw catchers report middle of the month and now everyone's there. Everyone's having a good time, but the Diamondbacks have also made some additional acquisitions a little bit late, but better late than never. We added Jock Peterson to be a DH against right-handed pitchers and Randall Gerchick, Gritchick, Gritchick, Randall Gritchick. Um, to DH against left-handed batters. They are also capable, I suppose, of playing in the outfield, but we'll see how much of an impact they have. I do want to talk more broadly about those additions, but it's interesting. We did pose the question when we brought up those signings, having been the designated hitters. Lourdes Goriel Jr. obviously didn't get a massive bag of cash to come here and be the DH. He is going to play in left field outside uh, with Alec Thomas at center, Corbin at right, Mike, you seemed a bit hesitant in having Gurriel at back in the outfield. We know his arm isn't isn't quite as strong as we would like it to be. You're already taking me out of context, Chris. Like I can't believe that you're trying to put me as a Lourdes Gurriel hater. That's absolutely That's what I'm not doing. the truth. That's what I'm doing. It's just not the truth. Love Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I don't love his arm in the outfield. That's what I was talking about. I just think... I, I like him at the DH spot, but now we're just overloaded, so it seems like he's going to be your everyday left fielder, which is totally fine, right? He was a big part of that team last season. I'm just kind of more concerned where I would love to see if Jake McCarthy is really going to be any piece of this outfield, and he is definitely the guy that is left out at this point, right? Alec Thomas is your center fielder day in day out should play 162 games either than one off rests every couple of series right Corbin Carroll is the face of your franchise you got to have him on the field all the time he's an absolute difference maker does that mean that Jake McCarthy switches out more with Lourdes Goriel what do you do with Jock Peterson I mean Jock only played 120 games last year anyways he's starting to kind of go on the lower end as his career moves forward I can't really speak to Grichik. Like I don't know anything about him. Colorado Rockies have been a dumpster fire for a number of years, but yeah. I think I was just more concerned with. I think that Jake McCarthy has some really nice tools to his game. His speed on the base pass, speed, yeah, for sure. His ability to make plays out in the outfield, and I'm not saying that Lourdes doesn't, but you're just running out of spots to give opportunities to these guys. And right now, he's on the outside looking in 
when he is one of your younger guys that I would like to see if he's part of the future or not. So that's where I'm coming from, right? You can't don't <laughs> don't label me as a Lordis hater because yeah. I love the purple hair. Hopefully he'll do teal this year. Ooh, you know, switch be nice. it up with the, the new hats that they've done in spring training. Those are clean, yeah. man. Those are really clean. Ooh, and we could talk about the Fanatics jerseys. Have you oh guys gosh. seen the? I, I heard Raymond on our um, roundtable a couple weeks ago mention them, and I didn't quite know about the controversy and how bad it was. But just this last week, you've seen some team photo shoots where those pants are basically see-through. They are see-through. You're seeing cock and balls. You're <laughs> yeah. seeing butt cracks. Like, did you see the one meme of the guy? I don't even. know He was like bending over, He's touching his over. toes. Yeah, <laughs> mad no camel good, tail. It was that camel no tail, good. right, Mike? Oh my gosh, camel tail! <laughs> oh man, so no, I don't want to go to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the fanatics jerseys or how bad they are. Um, we'll I'm sure see plenty of examples of that. Uh, but Tallman, with these additions, like Mike brings up a good point in having Jock Peterson and Gearchick only be DHs. Is, is there a point in time where you just leave those guys on the bench and you have Guriel DH and you put McCarthy in the outfield or vice versa? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know you. You're loving the McCarthy train, right? He's all over it. He's riding it hard. <laughs> um, but there was a reason why that guy was not on the World Series roster, right? Or the playoff roster. Because he was roster. hurt. He was injured. Um, yeah, what are you talking about? No, well, he got sent down before that. And then he got called up, and then he got hurt. Then he got Yeah, okay. So McCarthy's still... I, I, I love it. He's my Tom, favorite. Tom so, wait, McCarthy's your favorite or Michael Benjamin's yeah. your favorite? Both. I love them both. <laughs> okay, I, right. I, I, do like, I do like McCarthy. Uh, he's my favorite to play with in the show. Um, I'd always get rid of Thomas and keep McCarthy. Because of speed, right? Yeah, because of speed. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so speed's a game changer. He struggles at, in the plate, at the plate. He really does. Um, Thomas has proven that he can make clutch hits. He's much better offensively than McCarthy. So for you to, to put the two guys that you brought in. So when they signed Peterson, I was like, kind of like, okay, I, you know, when we were talking about, Hey, we need to sign a DH. That was not the guy I was thinking of at all. Everyone was all in on JD Martinez. Yeah. Martinez and, and uh, he's still Solaire. Solaire yeah. um, and then that's who I was like, you know, like, come on, like, that's who we need to bring in here. And then they bring in Jock and, you know, I was like kind of not, not in agreement with it at first. And I thought about it and I'm okay with it now. But when it first happened, I was a little like, what, where did that come from? Um, but Jock is a hell of a competitor. Thank goodness. We don't have Tommy Pham anymore on the team <laughs> because they wouldn't be able to vibe together or play fantasy sports together. Oh, of course, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. they got in that. Anyway, Tommy, right. Tommy Pham is just a monster. Um, but, no, I think um, adding Peterson's great. The guy, he, he can play he can play baseball, right? Um, he had a, he had kind of a down year with the Giants last year. He was with the Giants, right? I, Jock? Jock, yeah. Jock yeah, Jock was yeah, two yeah. seasons. Yeah, so he, he, was, he wasn't too great last year, but the guy is exactly what we need for DH. Um, the the Gritchick guy, he's great as well. I mean, he's a couple years removed from a thirty uh, a thirty home run season. So you you got two guys that so Jock can hit the right handers. He struggles against the lefties. So Gritchick is a perfect complement to Jock. So it's and, situational, and Gritchick, situational where you play those yeah, guys. Yeah, because yeah. you know baseball. You know Lavella loves those analytics. He loves all that. Oh, shit. Oh yeah, baby. Um. So and Gritchick can hit. The lefty's really good. 
So I, I think having those two guys, one of those guys is going to be in the lineup every single game. And you can't, you're paying good money for for Jock, and you got Grichik on a steal. I mean, I was looking at it after that signing. I was like, hey, let me look up this Grichik dude because, you know, he's not, he doesn't have a name that jumps out at you on on paper when you read it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was going through Twitter and everyone's like, uh, it was like, um, I think it was like some St. Louis fans and I uh, forgot the other team, but all these other fans were like, how the hell did the D-backs get Grichik for <laughs> $1.5 million? Why Why aren't the Cardinals doing that? Why didn't they sign him? Why, I mean, bringing on Grichik for $1.5 million sounds incredible. Why not? I mean, the guy, he's a proven hitter. He's got power, which is exactly what this lineup is, or exact, excuse me, what exactly this lineup needs because what was our, our narrative going into... Uh, the playoffs. It was embrace the chaos. We're going to beat you. We're going to surprise you. We're going to beat you on the base pass. We're just going to just cause all this chaos and we're going to beat you with the small ball, right? Single, single, steal a base, steal a base. Um, but this, uh, unless we were playing the, the Dodgers in the playoffs where we absolutely destroyed them in that one game where we just, we hit, <laughs> we hit, uh, too many home runs to count, but th- this lineup, what it was lacking was power. Right, we we got Walker, who had one of the biggest slumps in the playoffs, where you just you just wanted to shake him and say, "Dude, wake up! Why can't you hit the bat like you did all season long?" And him not having the pop on his bat that he did during the regular season, Walker's bat being a little a little limp, really kind of hurt us. But ultimately, we made it all the way to the final dance. But this this roster, this lineup, was missing that power. Jock brings that power. This Grichik dude's got that pop, which is exactly what we need. So going back to the McCarthy thing, I don't see, unless well, one of those guys are hurt or whatever, I, I don't see Guriel playing DH and McCarthy. If you got, if you're paying for Jock, who we paid twelve million dollars, and then you got Grichik, right? And then Guriel, and, and then another thing though, at the same time, Grichik can play outfield. Jock can play outfield. He can play. Yeah. So these aren't guys that. Or 35, 36, I can't run. I think Grichik's 32. I think Jock's 30, 31. I mean, these are dudes that can still play ball. You know, it's it's not like guys that can't move that, you know, have to be DH. But. Yeah, but it, it, it's interesting when you mention the fact that, of course, those guys can be interchanged in the outfield role, but also that what are, you know, it's sexy, right? Hitting the home run. Gurchak, you mentioned, was coming off close to 30 home runs. Obviously, Jock Peterson can hit home runs. We know Gurriel can hit home runs. But in having a guy like Jake McCarthy on the base paths, yeah, yeah, the home runs are sexy. But if you can run a, get a run across the base pass, it doesn't really matter how it happens. So I do like maybe having one of those three guys at the DH, putting McCarthy in the outfield and in the batting lineup for his speed, and then having the contact. Because contact hit, contact hits and having base runners get across the base is just as effective as having players hit home runs. So, I mean, maybe trying to put a wedge in between you guys here is like what you're saying is like, fuck Jake McCarthy and his speed. We have power no. bats that can hit home runs. No, I'll put it <laughs> okay. on. I'll make it, make it. No, no, that's what you're saying. No, that's yes, what you're saying. That's what and, I'm saying. And Mike over here is saying right. that like I'll, McCarthy's I'll a quick first. guy that can go on the base pass and maybe get across the base that way where another guy comes up and hits for contact and gets him across the base. Am I, am I crazy? Am I off base here? Uh, I don't think you're crazy, but the beautiful thing is now we have options. We have opportunities, right? It's, almost kind of like what we were talking about when it comes to the NBA playoffs. You're going to be able to dictate your matchups 
and work accordingly, right? Bringing in Grichik is really good because if you have to spell Jock against those left and right hand batters, whichever is interchangeable, which works to the best for each of their ability, these guys are going to understand that and they're just giving themselves a wealth of opportunity to put their best foot forward in any kind of situation. I don't think it's fuck Jake McCarthy. I don't think that's what Tallman's saying. <laughs> no, I did not say that. So keep him on the it's, roster, Tallman? Well, absolutely. He's yeah. A, he's a huge piece, man. And, and um, But he's it's, just not it's an just, everyday He's guy. lacking on the offense, right? I mean, if you have a guy that you can if, – if he can come in and be the dude that bats leadoff for you, we don't need that. Yeah. You know, we got Carroll Steele's bases. He's an incredible leadoff hitter or in the two spot. Um, I, I will say to Tallman's point, too, it's if – I mean, what does it matter with his speed on the base pass if he can't get on the bases, right? And that's what and that's what he yeah. that's what he yeah, struggled that's what it comes with. Down to. So, but then you also have Thomas is fast; he can steal bases. Pretty fast, yeah. Perdomo can steal bases, right? We get, we always forget about Perdomo, and he just got the nod to be the everyday starter well, at shortstop. I'm glad you brought that as up. he deserves over Lawler. Jordan, right? Lawler's not ready, and man. he's going and he doesn't deserve it at all. Perdomo no. is the shortstop. We man. gave we gave him a taste with he Lawler was on the postseason roster. He was, yeah. He got some he got some flashes. He had a hit and I think some g- decent base running. But yeah, you're right. Perdomo did get the nod. Perdomo, Perdomo, Perdomo got the nod, and he'll be the starting shortstop. And you're right, he does have some speed. Uh, are you are you cool with them waiting on Lawler a little bit before bringing him up? Yes, yeah, and I think we talked about this before, and I, I knew he wasn't, he's not going to be on the regular season uh, uh, roster no. once the season starts, no. You'll see him in spring training, obviously, that's yeah. what spring training's for, it's preseason, uh, but no, he's, he's not, he's going to be another September call-up, um, and then Come next season, it's a he's either traded for something that we really need, or we're trading Perdomo because if Perdomo has a down year and Lawler's you know kicking up mm. some dust doing his thing, because I mean Perdomo, I mean Perdomo was one of the biggest sparks that of the team in this past postseason run. Oh yeah, I mean batting from the ninth spot, the guy was electric with his bunts. What he did, his situational batting was incredible. So, I mean, the guy, he deserves that spot. You know, you can't take it away from him. He he literally was on base. He helped his team get. He was a big integral part to getting to the World Series. Um, but I I think it's one of them. It's it's one or the other, right? You can't have both. You can't have both of them at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, because Lawler's, he's just graded too high. You know, he's one of the top prospects in MLB right now. And you have teams that have become calling for him. Mm-hmm. And you could trade him, flip him for somebody that would fill a need that you really need, um, like a like a second baseman after Cattell falls off. Don't say that. Ooh. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Cattell's fine. He's yeah, only 30 I, years I, old. He's not. Guys, I will say, I know that we toyed around, and I don't know how serious it ever was about maybe looking at Jordan Lawler switching to third base, right? This is before we brought in Eugenio Suarez and that kind of stuff. I don't think he's the long-term solution either, but... Jordan Lawler, like Tallman said, is too much of an absolute talent at the shortstop position where I don't think you really want to move him from there because with the right time and the right growth, he can be one of the best shortstops in the league. So you don't want to mess around with that, I think. So, And Tallman, you're so right, man. It's going to come sooner rather than later where they're going to have to make that decision. 
But the beautiful thing is it doesn't have to be right now because you already know what you have within Geraldo Perdomo. He's your guy that you have to go with this year and you have to make sure Jordan Lawler is in AAA just getting reps, working on his game. He can't be sitting down on the major league club playing every fourth day. It's not going to help him grow. So easy decision to go with Perdomo right now. But... Yeah, I think next year is going to be the time frame where yeah. you're going to have to make that decision. And then we're going to have to start talking about Drew Jones. Too. Well, exactly. Ooh, yeah. Oh Once God. he gets healthy, like, if he can stay happened? healthy. Oh, the, the absolute uh, craziness that was brought up when he was drafted. What happened to that dude? I get hurt in batting practice. He's been I, hurt twice. He like rolled his ankle. He's going to be fine. Ridiculous, man. But because he's young, I mean, he's like 20 years old. Yeah, he's a young guy. So. Yeah, and then I think Lawler. I don't. I don't remember his age. Lawler's only 23, 24 times. Yeah, I've looked it up. That. I've probably looked up his age like twenty times. Yeah, Law- and I still don't remember it. <laughs> Lawler's good, but I, I. Yeah, it's it's it's. Can a, I throw a crazy stat at you? No, go for it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so we had, you mentioned Henio Suarez. We added him. Did you guys realize in twenty nineteen he hit forty nine home runs? Oh my god i did not i did not i did not know that he hit 49 home runs holy shit yeah i heard that on the radio and i was like no fucking way um so he hennio's 32 years old so he's an older cat so 2019 five years ago so he's five years removed from having a 49 home run season so talk about some much needed power on that lineup that he's gonna add so this it's crazy so you can have a world series team and the only key piece that you lose is tommy Pham. Okay, you replace uh, him with like who? On paper, we've Jock only Peterson, gotten better. Henio Suarez, Grichik. I mean, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of pitching. Oh, right. Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. yeah. Rod apparently has been wowing people yes. in, in spring training and training camp and so far. Pitching wins you games, man. Pitching, so that rotation, one, two, three, if that hits, if that clicks... That wins you games against. You could the say Dodgers. one, two, three, four, if five. Well, yeah, is, yeah, that five wins you games against the Dodgers. Doesn't matter how much the Dodgers spend. Pitching wins. Yeah, I honestly, maybe this this is probably a hot take, but as far as like raw talent goes, I think the Diamondbacks might be better positioned than the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is that is a. It's a spicy take. That is a hot take. Spicy take because I, mean, I, I don't. Otani's just. I, well, but if you think about this season in particular, I don't think the Dodgers have really addressed their pitching issue because Otani is not going to pitch at all this season no, yeah. coming off of that surgery. And who is – I can't remember. They, they I, re-signed I, Clayton Kershaw, but he's garbage. No, he's, he's done. Nobody gives uh, a fuck. But they, they had the young pitchers. I can't remember their names. Um, oh, Dustin May. Dustin yeah, May. And then um, Miller. Hurt, no, yeah. I'm just throwing out fucking names at this point. I don't know. Uh, but then, then they added the – Japanese dude, uh, yeah, your um, Yoshi Yoshiyama yeah, Hamamoto I, I or whatever, can't. yeah, 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 yeah. So he he's a stud. Apparently, he's been also wowing people in spring training so far. I, I maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, saying that the Diamondbacks have more raw talent. But when you look at our depth, like I don't think, as far as I know, the the Dodgers don't have any incredible like depth in their farm system or in in their roster in general versus the Diamondbacks right now seem to be spoiled for choice we're talking about Lawler and McCarthy not even being on our active roster when they're a pretty talented bunch of guys and not even to mention Drew Jones once he gets healthy what he could possibly do and perform I'm I'm just very excited for this team and, and we'll have to see what they can do well, guys, in the sake, for the sake of time we want to keep things pushing there are a couple Diamondbacks related topics I do want to get to as well 
as we know, the collapse of Bally Sports last year and their whole lawsuits and this and that and how the games would be broadcast and streamed, it was almost impossible to watch Diamondbacks games the last couple seasons. Unless you paid a fortune. Right. And now you don't have to pay a fortune, just a small $99.99 fee, and you get every single Diamondbacks game through MLB.com. Like, if I paid for it, could we, like... How many screens can you watch it on? Yeah, that's a yeah, great no, question because I was talking to my MLB, family about it too. Yeah. It's through uh, MLB.com, right? Yeah, or it's going to be like MLB. Whatever D-backs. they call like, the... If you have the login, you should be good to go. Do we know that? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, because I'm trying to watch me some Dimebacks games oh, <laughs> this yeah. year. So, oh, yeah. um, I think like, it's a good thing. I think looks it's a good like thing I'm going to be $100 poor. That's a great investment, though. That's a beautiful price point, I'd say, for... That amount of games, man. It's almost fifty cents a game. Yeah, like sixty cents maybe. You can't go wrong. Because they ate one hundred. No, well, it's one hundred and sixty-two games, right? Or one hundred. Yeah, because you you get all of them, right? Yeah, you get every Home single away. game. I think. Yeah, there's one hundred and sixty-two. And if yeah. it's not if it's not on there, it's probably a nationally televised game. Which I mean, I don't know. Yeah, then you watch it on, on YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. You just get all your streaming services yeah. in a row. But I think it's a really good thing, honestly. I'm excited to watch a lot more Diamondbacks baseball because it was next to impossible unless you were on a third-party app. Really, really <laughs> yes. streaming it, yeah. Oh, is that what you call the legal streaming? Third-party app. Third-party app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yep. Right. Yep. Sorry. Politically correct, Chris, over there. Yep. <laughs> it is illegally streaming. I, I misspoke. Yeah. It was a third-party app. Third-party app. We don't do yeah. anything illegal We're trying to minimize liability. We're trying to minimize liability and future we do everything litigation right. we might have on our hands. Yeah. Ask anybody. Ask anybody. We're the best. Great. We're the best. Nobody does it better than them. But what I mean, what just to quickly touch on this, like we're talking about going three ways on it, maybe. But are, you're going to tune into a lot more. Do you want to have a three way? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? Sorry, damn, on. I'm uh, down to go in three ways to get this oh, MLB. Oh, okay, sorry. This right. MLB package. Okay. I didn't okay. know if this video but, was going to change into something else. It has. It has. All right, my bad. But, uh, what, what, Mike, does this? <laughs> Do you think that this will enable you to watch more Diamondbacks games? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, will I, you, though? Will you watch more Diamondbacks if games? If it's easily accessible, 100%. One thing I can say is the, the Phoenix Suns thing, obviously, it's different than this because it is free. And I also have the avenue to watch it. Sorry, Chris. It got taken off of YouTube TV. But... I have it's always blacked TV. out. Or no, no, they, they took Channel have, 3 off. They don't even yeah, have Channel 3 yeah, anymore. Yeah, they took it off. That's right. But I have watched so many more Suns games this year because of I the availability of it. That's what it comes down to. So if it's on an easy app that I can pull up, I know where to go every single time. I'm not like you guys doing the third-party streams. Like I, <laughs> I Call me technology or a technically at the bottom level. Like I... I know I could be able to find it, but I don't want to go out of my way to do that, right? If I have the opportunity to just flick it on while I'm Wednesday night or Wednesday, you know, day game, put it on while I'm working, I'll be there hundred percent, a hundred times out of a hundred, man. You can't, you can't call me off to not turn the game (laughs) on in that kind of regard. So that was the biggest thing with Bally was all the turmoil and just not knowing where the future was going to be. Now, is this something that's going to be happening for the absolute near future with the team? I don't know that. Do you guys know that? Like, no, I don't this know the, what they're like. Long-term. Is this what it is long term? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, think I don't know if I looking. saw the the details on the deal or. 
Well, because I mean, obviously, was. like Fox Sports disbanded, and that's how we got Bally's. So now Bally's is bankrupt and going out of business. So I think the MLB will probably take it over until there is another provider that wants to broadcast the games. And here locally, like, I don't know what that looks like. Because when you look at the landscape right now, Matt Ishbia has his thing going on where it's just Suns TV. They're just doing their own thing. Um, well, he's handing out antennas for free. Yeah, antennas for free. That. I'm pretty he's, sure the Coyotes are still playing on Bally's. No, I... I don't know. Cardinals play just Fox on like national. That's all just national yeah, that's all. That's stuff. the national. Yeah, but I guess what I'm they, trying to say, they they were waiting for a TV deal. But I think you're right. But what I'm trying to say is, their structure that you know for the entire season. Like last year, it ended, and then it was like, okay, the last sixty games are on MLB TV. It's just like. Now I gotta go over here, and like I, all I want to do is just watch the game. It's like now I know straight off the bat, this is what it is. This is where you can tune in, even if I don't buy it right to start the season. Which I mean, we should no matter what. We should. But like, yeah. it, it's gonna get me more enticed to move forward and make sure that I'm tuning in as much as I possibly can. Yeah. For this yeah. team. So all right, it says Arizona Coyotes have reached a four-year deal with Scripps. Sports. Oh. Scripps. Scripps. I feel like I've heard I, that. That sounds familiar. So that was October 2023. Um, so it was a four-year four deal. So, but um, anyway, with the, I mean, shit, with the Diamondbacks, it was, you're right. This is a great change. And then when Bally's went away and we had like, I think that two-week span where MLB was like, yeah, we're streaming, streaming the D-backs games for free. I was like, hell yeah. I was all over it. I think I watched oh, yeah. like every single game. But then you had to subscribe after. Uh, yeah, you had to subscribe point, after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to spend the, I'm going to spend hundred bucks because um, this is the most excited I've been about this team. Oh, In a long time. Yeah. So I'm tuning in for sure. Um, are we going to try to catch a spring training game or? Yeah. I think we should. We should. I mean, it's just getting we started. Should sp- we we should spend more money on a spring training game than a regular season game, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I, my dad called me today. I'm going to Sloan Park on the Are you 23rd. Really? Yeah. Yo, so I went last year. That I know it's the Cubs. But. Wait, did you say on the 23rd? I think so. March 23rd? Yeah. Man, we got a lot of time in between there. If we go <laughs> yeah, into a lot well, no, I'm not saying I can't that. go to uh, any more. I'm not saying guys, I can't go to another one. I'm just saying do you guys want to go go to one of them next weekend. Yeah, it's like let's get fuck it. yeah, let's get yeah. I'll let you we'll know. talk. We'll talk. Guys, we, yeah, we, we were ta- we were talking about it. I myself and my wife were talking about. You were it. talking to yourself about it. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to myself a lot. We'll talk during um, our production meeting. How yeah, our production yeah, meeting with the production team regularly. Yeah, yes, for sure. So. Dope. Well, that's great. Um, I love <laughs> Dope. What a, what a transition. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, the offseason moves are great. I'm very excited about this Diamondbacks team and this TV deal. But the last thing Diamondbacks related I wanted to talk about with you fellas is uh, Ken Kendrick and Mike Hazen expressed this week some frustration with Chase Field and the conditions and possibly getting some kind of new deal, whether it's a renovation or a whole new site. And it sounds like not a lot of progress is being made on that front. We saw in the last couple, two, three years, the Suns get a big infusion of cash from the city of Phoenix and for their stadium effort and keeping them downtown. And now the Diamondbacks are hoping that that same energy is being kept up for them. I love Chase Field. I really do. Formerly Bank One Ballpark. I know a lot of us held out for a long time that it would always be Bank One Ballpark. 
But regardless, like, honestly, like, when you walk through that stadium, it doesn't seem that bad. But when you really start, like, laser focusing in, you can kind of see where the oh, wear yeah. and tear is, I have a great is happening. Yeah. The the roof, we've heard stories the past couple of years of they can't even retract the roof with people in the building anymore because of safety concerns. Like, they think the cables might actually snap and decapitate a motherfucker, like, Final Destination style. That type <laughs> of shit is just absolutely crazy um the air conditioning has been a problem i know during day games especially they used to have the roof retracted a lot to be able to allow that grass to grow that natural grass field and now they have to keep it pretty much enclosed anytime there's a game day to keep the air in because the ac systems aren't working as well i've also heard concerns about the plumbing system as well yep so there's just a lot of shit in that stadium that needs to be addressed like the bones are good it's i mean it's a massive concrete fucking structure, but it, it's old, man. What? It's twenty. It's twenty-seven years old. Building ninety-seven. Twenty-seven. It joined the twenty-seven club, Chris. Wow. It joined the twenty. You know what happens when you join the twenty-seven club? You die. You kill yourself, oh, right? Geez. Oh, okay. All right. Another. That was number two on the this kill yourself a, meter. This is an um, <laughs> E for not everyone episode for sure. Make sure that goes on wherever we need to. Oh man. Um, but but no. So all right. Anyway. Um, so, I'm sorry. So with uh, with Chase Field, um, so yeah, they're, they're coming out. Kendricks came out with the comments that it's going to take anywhere from 400, 500, 600 million dollars just to do basic infrastructure repair and replacement and renovation of that building. I went to uh, the one playoff game um, against the Phillies. It was game I don't remember game four. I five. Think. I think it was no. I went to game five of the World Series. Um, it was game. It, well, it was game five at home. Um, and we're sitting in the club level, right? Where, you know, the or they call it the the diamond level. Yeah. And we, so we come out of our our uh, where our seats are at out to the main concourse area, which you know is all carpeted. Carpet looks like it's been there for fucking twenty seven years. years. Yeah, and then and then you go the one main bar food area that's like right there for the entire that side of the first base side that we're sitting on that side the the main area there's a huge continuous leak coming down from the roof and they had this giant trash can underneath it. Oh, and I'm no. sitting there just looking at it. I'm like, you basically just sold out this fucking building. You this, did sell this out is, this building, yeah. Well, yeah, this is, the, this is probably one of the biggest games of the history of this stadium since 2001. And you guys couldn't have a plumber come in and fix that before this game? I literally I couldn't believe it. Ugh. And you're on the diamond level. We paid like two hundred dollars a ticket for that shit. And I'm sitting there just looking at it like this is just ridiculous, man. The place is literally falling apart. It's like it's 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 kept together by duct tape and and fucking bubble gum right now. So I mean, and I saw that myself too. Literally, I I couldn't believe it. And it was a, a continuous stream coming down. It wasn't like wow. a, like one drip and then you wait a couple minutes. So someone's job like every forty like it was minutes, just like do that trash can. It was. I'm not. Yes, absolutely. And it was unbelievable. And they had like missing roof tiles, like where the leak was coming out. Yeah. I was like, how do you not get this That's fixed? That's bad. Like, you're making millions of dollars off of this, these games on this series. That fix probably would have cost you $300, $400. You'd think. You know? But so, anyway, all right. So, they want, they want $400, $500 million re- renovation. They're calling it Chase Field Reimagined, right? Um, there's a lot of people that want. The, the D-backs get a new home, but 
and so the whole thing is okay so it's like when you have a car what are you going to put a bunch of money to fix up a car when how about you just go build you go buy a brand new car location 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 and man. that's the thing downtown everybody you, you said it was sentimental to everybody right chase field well, it's, Ballpark. Not, it's not just sentimental i mean it is definitely sentimental but it's also you're in downtown phoenix literally yeah. spinning distance from the suns arena having those two entities right next to each other is incredible for the city of phoenix and honestly the state of arizona as a whole when it comes to centralizing our sports teams especially when despite the traffic issues in maricopa county and the and the like it's not too bad. it's pretty accessible it's yeah, not too bad honestly especially on game day yeah. and they have it figured out now there's a ton of parking garages there's a ton of lots down there like it's good that's a good situation they have that's there. their home right can we yeah. agree on that yeah that's you, you, where the diamond they have belong. to stay there and that's they what have to but uh, Tom, so you seem to have the inside scoop on this a little bit, and I, yeah, I want to get been... Mike's input on this. But do you know what? I, I honestly, I honestly didn't look at the the reports of anything Ken Kendrick has officially released. But what are they looking for in public funding versus what the Diamondbacks are willing to put up for this renovation? You know, I I don't know. I don't know those details. I'd be curious to know that. Yeah, I, I would too. Because that's what the Suns ran into, yeah, right? Is they because... used this fund that they had for tra- for tourism, basically. Yeah, the, and the tourism, the yeah, hotel, the hotel shit. and uh, yeah, taxis yeah. and stuff. And they redirected so, that. So what's happening? I think there, there's something similar going on. With that I don't know if there's a lot of details on it because uh, the the backs have a lease there until 2027. Oh, no matter so, what. So they have there three years left around. there. So his whole thing was like, hey, like, yeah, we have three years left, but, you know, we need to start figuring this out now. Well, okay. and, then, so, and then the other party's like, hey, you guys are here. You have Your lease has three years left. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll figure it out. But, you know, like, uh, you got to think, like, so Chase Field, like, they have the whole baseball season, which who, is a long season, and then they have all those concerts, all that shit going on there's there. There's a lot that They don't there, have yeah. a lot of time Monster in between. Trucks, exactly. Rallies, yeah. yeah. Insight Bowl. They don't have a lot games. of time in between to put shovels in the ground and start, you know, cleaning that place up. That's You got to plan it in advance. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so, they're three years out. You but, mentioned their lease, though. Like, who owns the building? Is Does the city of Phoenix own the building? You know, I don't know. That'd be another good question, because if yeah. their lease is only through that long, like... You can't do like if the the Diamondbacks can't leave because what do you do with that building if the Diamondbacks leave? You have to tear it down. Like no other ball, there's not another baseball team that's going to play there. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's owned by the county. It's owned by the county, so they, they have to do something. They have to do something to stay at that site. And I, I mean, Mike, I want to give you the floor here because because we've left you in the dark here long enough. But like, you can't tear down the whole fucking thing and put up like condos. Like you have to keep the baseball team there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's not an option for this team. I know that Ken Kendrick caught some flack for his comments where he was talking about the expansion of the MLB and some teams going to other places, and people were thinking that the Arizona Diamondbacks were on that list of leaving. They're not leaving the Valley, people. This is too big of a market for us. They're not going to Vegas. No. It's too big of a market for them to not be here, and especially of the success from this team. So I know they did some backtracking and made sure to clarify things, but... We'll see what kind of funding they can get. Yeah, it's hard to... What are they going to do? Tear down that stadium, go play in Vegas for two years, and then come back? Like, That's the only thing that they can really do at the end of the day. But we're excited. We're excited because with success comes people really backing this kind of stuff, right? 
I think it's different when you talk about the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns are the longest tenured franchise for professional sports in the Valley. And when they did their renovations, the the city and the state was ready to back it because of just who they are. They've been there for so long, even though they were really entrenched in uh, the deck, the middle of the decade of them sucking. And being really bad, right? Well, they were turning the corner. They were turning the corner. But they were ready to invest and make sure that that was a place that would withstand and be ready to go for a number of more years. So I think it's only a matter of time before they get the funds they need to to start working and do the investment that they need to. I don't know if that comes with like cutting some seats too, because you have to. You, I think you need to. The stadium is just too huge. big. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, it's there. It is another one you can add it on the tally. But I mean, you compare it, it to ASU Stadium, football stadium, yeah. where they cut like thousands of seats in in the nineties, and it makes a difference. It makes was a that difference. in the in the nineties? I don't, I don't remember. Well, I think they oh, did it they again recently. Seats. No, it was more recent than that. Well, yeah, because it used to be the whole entire bowl. Oh, yeah. It used to be huge. And, well, and even more, they cut it down even more with the last renovation where they okay, have that so wide open end zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so there was, it was two different renovations. I think yeah. so, yeah. But you're probably right. They probably cut it down once and yeah, they it cut used it down to be again huge. with this last renovation. Yeah. yeah, But less is sometimes more. Right. But my last point is I think that they're having the, they're having the proper discussions right now, right? You still have the three-year lease, but you need to start thinking about what the plan of action is. Because you can't be going to the playoffs and having leaks continuously no, it was, running. It was like, bad. You got to yeah, handle bad. it sooner rather than later. So it'll get done. They'll stay in the valley, and we'll still have those two major teams in downtown Phoenix. It just needs to be that way until the end of time and the world blows up, man. That's what it should be. Those two <laughs> At teams the should end always, of the day. Those two teams should always be in downtown Phoenix. Yeah, they're just staples at this point. Yeah, 100%. Suns and D-backs need to play downtown. I, I kind of hate that the Cardinals went to Glendale, but I understand that's where the land was. That's where they could You wanted to play at ASU Stadium? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't want to play at ASU Stadium. And obviously the landscape was different back then in the early 2000s when they built that. Um, I think if they did that today, they'd probably be somewhere in the East Valley or on that northern 101 loop near Talking Stick, near Salt River Fields. But that's me dreaming. Dreaming's free, as Tallman loves to say. It sure is. Guys, I think we kind of ran out of time here on this Heat Check podcast. (laughs) Going long on the Suns and the D-backs. So make sure you follow us and uh, keep tuning in so you can hear us talk about all the Valley topics you want to hear. The Cardinals, we'll get into them as the months roll on. We're still a bit of ways away from the draft and the offseason and really everything going on with football. The Super Bowl just ended. Um, And that was a fun season and a lot of optimism for the Cardinals, but we'll leave you with that cliffhanger. Guys, before we get out of here, Tom, and I have to give you the floor just if there's anything you need to say to the people or get off your chest. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just want to say my heart's out to Kansas City. There was an unfortunate event that occurred at their uh, celebration parade and crazy thing to think about if the Suns pull it off. That's something that we're going to have to worry about if, when, when, not if, when we go to that parade in downtown Phoenix. It's That's unfortunate it. that this day age we have to worry about that stuff. Where at some, some, at an event that is so happy, something that you're so excited to go to that you just cherish that moment that you have to worry about that type of stuff. It's just ugly. The world is ugly. People are ugly. Yeah. So, well, and what's even crazier about that is. 
not to get into it too much, but the yeah, fact I'm sorry, that, I, did, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. But like the fact that it wasn't a premeditated thing where someone wasn't like, I'm gonna, I woke up that day and they're like, I'm no, gonna go shoot up the parade. It was two. You, you looked at me. Two. Why goons, are you looking at me? Two goons just ridiculous. Take, man. We're getting rubbed the wrong way and opening fire on each other, and innocent people got kids, hurt in the too. Crossfire. They were kids. Yeah, that did the shooting and they shot a bunch of kids. Yeah, too. And, and, a, and, a, and a woman died, and and it's true. Disgusting. My my wife and I were talking about this, where it's like you almost can't even go out to a major event without having that in the back of your mind like even a movie anymore like it's it's crazy it sucks that's a much broader conversation but mike maybe you can uh leave us on a a brighter please do i didn't mean to (laughs) thanks for having me finish (laughs) it off to down it right at the end Uh, i mean i echo what you guys said i don't think there's anything better that i can say in regard to that obviously our hearts go out to the families who are all involved but get you some book one hey hey the last thing i will say thank you to everybody all the new fans who have joined us we're here to be a platform of fans to talk with fans about the valley man that's what we're all about so shout out to mama of three who's going to the sun's first lakers we'll have plenty more ticket giveaways more general giveaways i think as we continue to grow Make sure you guys are along for the ride. Book one giveaway. Oh, book one giveaway. <laughs> Shoot. The way I'd be dropping money on shoes, you'd never know. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Well, hopefully you have a size 14 foot. <laughs> I won't buy size 14. No. Oh, okay, all right. I'll buy the general. We'll do like size 10. How size 10, that? that's perfect. That's nice. But I mean, Tallman, Chris, always a pleasure. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys coming through as always. This was our 26th episode of the Heat Check Podcast. I think we're in our third year now. We got we're just three dudes that love talking about Valley sports and want to bring you the fan perspective of things. You know, there's a lot of pundits out there, a lot of local outlets that'll comment on things, but we want to be a supplement to that and really bring you what we're thinking and have you be involved as much as you can, especially while we're still so small time, guys. So make sure you follow us at AZ underscore VSP on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Threads, and then of course Valley Sports Plug on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube is probably our biggest platform for putting out content, but of course we get these streams up for you on Spotify and Apple Music as well. But guys, for Michael Benjamin and VSP Tallman, I'm Chris Patrick. 